Welcome back, welcome back everyone to another episode of That Girl Named Boom. So, we are currently in the month of October. As you all know from previous episodes that I have mentioned or touched on, October is a very special month to me. It is very near and dear to my heart. And it is Pregnancy Loss and Awareness Month. So for the entire month of October, I am dedicating my podcast to Pregnancy Loss and Awareness. So I'll be sharing my story as well as some other stories from some other folks. So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you have your tissue ready because there may be some tears Please stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy this series for the entire month. Thank you. All right, all right. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. So, for this first episode for our Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month special that I'm doing with my podcast, I will be sharing our... And yes, I say our, um, and I when I say our, I mean myself and my husband and our immediate family. Because a lot of people, believe it or not, they have a tendency to think that, you know, when the woman is pregnant and she loses a baby, um... That it's just my, 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 or hers, or just happened to me. But the reality of it is, is that it affected my husband a great deal. And it also affected several of our immediate family members. Um, you know, brothers, sisters, our parents. So it affected everyone, not just me. So I just wanted to put that out there. So it's important for me to share this story just because, um, for one, I would like to say that, you know, while I was going, and sorry, we were going through those losses and those experiences, um, you know, I wish that I had knew someone, of course, other than my mother, because you guys know my mother experience losses as well and she will be sharing her experience as a guest on my podcast and later episodes this month but um I don't know I wish I had someone that could relate to what we were going through or someone that I could talk to or someone that I knew that just openly shared their story because it you know to be honest and, and maybe I didn't do enough research on it, but I scoured the internet, Google, Yahoo, uh, just looking for someone like me who had struggled with what we were struggling with and, you know, things that we had been faced with when it comes to um, infant loss and pregnancy awareness. So it, it was just hard for me to find someone that could relate. So it's just, 
it's important for me to share our story because I truly feel that somewhere um, along the lines, someone is listening to this and someone knows someone who is struggling with this, who has struggled with this, and it's going to help someone. And if I can just help one person, you know, I know that I, I can't save everyone. I get it. But just one person to let you know that you're not alone. It has happened to tons of people, even myself. That's all I'm looking to do. That's all I'm looking to do. And I'm just looking to be as transparent as I possibly can while sharing this experience. And I use the word experience instead of tragedy or, you know, any other word because it was an experience. It was a learning experience. It brought us to who we are today. It molded us. It structured us. So that's why I use the word experience. So um, I would say that, you know, my husband and I, we were married in 2007, April of 2007. And um, for a, at least a good two or three years, you know, we just kind of gave up on the having babies thing. You know, we had been married for about two or three years. It it just wasn't happening. I didn't know if something was wrong with me or if something was wrong with him. So, you know, after a while, we just decided to kind of fall back, let God take control, relax, enjoy our life, enjoy our marriage, um, enjoy the daughter that we had, although biologically she is not mine. Um, but that's what we decided to do. So in, I believe it was around, um, let's say 2011, I believe. Yeah. We had just purchased our first home. Um, and like a month after that closing, lo and behold, I found out I was pregnant. Um, we were excited. <laughs> Everyone was excited. You know, the normal pregnancy routine, you know, you announce and everyone's excited and, you know, you just, I really didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was, hey, I'm pregnant. This is what we wanted. There are going to be no problems, no questions, no concerns. It's just going to go on as a normal pregnancy. Um, and everything seemed to be fine. You know, I had a little bit of um, nausea, of course, the first trimester, just regular pregnancy stuff, you know, mood swings, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and I continued to work and I was fine. So I'd say around, um, about 15 and a half weeks, about 15 weeks, I was at work one day and uh, I was on the 10 to 7 shift. I was working at customer service at the time. I started feeling these little, I don't know, like cramps or something like that in my stomach. And, you know, I really didn't think anything of it. You know, I had texted a few of my cousins and, 
you know, they were like, oh, yeah, that's normal. You'll feel little twitches here and there throughout the pregnancy. Nothing to worry about as long as you're not, like, spewing out bright red blood. Um, so I just kind of went on with the day. And I just, you know, I noticed they started kind of getting worse and worse. They weren't really going away. So luckily, my doctor's office at the time was like, right across the street from my job. So I just walked over there on my lunch break, explained to them what was going on. They just was like, hey, you know, if you're not breathing, everything's fine. They checked me out and I went back to work. Um, the pains continued throughout the night. They continued to get worse and worse. Um, just to the point where I could hardly sleep. And I'll be honest with you guys, like, I mean, thinking back on it now, I really didn't say a whole lot about it to anyone because, you know, unfortunately, that's just me. Like, when things are going on with me, I just kind of tend to just deal with it on my own. If it's, I don't think it's anything major or life-threatening or gonna be a cause of death, like, whatever. So, I woke up, uh, I think it was around maybe 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom, normal pregnancy stuff, because, you know, you're just in and out of the bathroom all night long, all day long. And as soon as I sat down on the toilet, my water broke. I knew exactly what that was, and my husband heard it. And he jumped up and he looked at me and I said, I think we need to go to the emergency room. And he said, okay. So the emergency room was like five minutes from our house. We got there. They checked me out. Um, you just, you can see the look on the doctor's face before he even gave us the news. You could just see the look on his face. Um, he just said that the baby was descending down the birth canal and it was really nothing that they could do. I was 16 weeks pregnant and, um, I was going to have to be induced and have the baby. So it just, um, I'll never forget the look of despair and pain on my husband's face. It was awful. I've never seen a look on his face like that ever. Um, I went ahead with the normal procedure. Um, you know, at, at 16 weeks, once your water breaks like that, it's really not a whole lot that can be done. Um, cause just cause the baby is just so small and the sac can completely ruptured. So I was administered Cytotec, which if any of you are aware, it basically helps you contract so that you can dispel the baby um, or have the baby. Sorry, I shouldn't have used that word. So it was a long, drawn-out process. I uh, gave birth to our first son. We did not name him um, just because we always said that if I ever, if we ever had a son, um, you know, he would be named after my husband. So we just decided to keep that son and that child nameless. Um, it was really hard to look at him 
Uh, I didn't look at him a whole lot. There were a lot of tears, a lot of pain. Um, I left the hospital that next night. Um, came back home. And this was like two weeks before Christmas, y'all. And for those listening who know me, like everybody knows Christmas is like my favorite time of year, my favorite holiday. And, you know, for that to have taken place during that time was just traumatic for me. Very traumatic. So we came home, tried to pick up the pieces. Uh, tried to begin a normal life or what we thought was normal. Um, I really didn't take the time that I needed off from work to properly heal. I think that I may have taken two weeks off, maybe. Um, you know, and for those of you who are not aware, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, when you have a baby at 16 weeks, your body still thinks you went through a normal full-term pregnancy. I mean, afterwards, you have the swollen breasts, the milk come in, uh, you know, the hormones are all over the place. So, you know, not only do you have these hormones all over the place, but you're dealing with grief and trauma at the same time. Um... I just, I did what I knew how to do best, and that was suppress all of it. And that's what I did for at least three years after that. I just suppressed everything. And after a while, it started to show up in different areas of um, our life and in our marriage which is why we decided to seek uh, counsel and therapy because it just, the way that we were dealing with it and coping with it, with it wasn't working. And we needed a third party to intervene. So that's what we decided to do. Um, we got back on track. We're powerful and better than ever before. Um... I lost weight, or we lost weight. We were exercising all the time. Um, just, we just loved being around each other. We were just enjoying life, taking trips. And then, bam, it happened again. Get pregnant. You notice the history here? Every time we just relax and take it easy and stop worrying about shit, and I'm out here living my best life, that's when you get pregnant. Typically, that's how it happens. Ladies, y'all know what I mean. So, got pregnant again. Um, and this was, let me think. Hold on a minute, y'all. 2014? Yes, it was 2014. As a matter of fact, it was on our daughter's 14... Was it on? No, that was the third pregnancy. See, I'm jumping ahead. No, I'll tell you what happened. I was on a girl's trip with a friend, um, a friend of mine, 
it was their birthday in August. And, um, like, I always know the minute, like, I get pregnant, y'all. It's, it's crazy. I can't explain it. Like, I'm so in tune with my body, and I know my body so well. It's like, I know it before I even take the test. So, like, before we went on this girl's trip to Tybee Island for the weekend, like, I just knew that I was pregnant. Um, and the reason how I knew is because, like, I used to smoke cigarettes at the time, Newports to be exact. And every time I get pregnant, cigarettes or just smoke in general, it just makes me want to throw up. And, like, I lit up a cigarette and my mouth started goddamn watering. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant. I bet you I'm pregnant. And I think, like, we were uh, exercising on the bike path or something. I was riding the bike. And uh, I started getting dizzy. And that's how I knew that's what it was. So, yeah, that's how we found out. Um... Switch doctors because I just felt like I didn't really get the level of care that I needed and that I deserved at the previous doctor. And plus, he was really old. Like, he was so old, y'all, that he was my mama's OBGYN. Yeah, that's old, right? So, switch doctors. She became... Um, or she came highly recommended, uh, from several people, um, that I know who mutual friends and things like that have dealt with pregnancy losses. They suggested her. So I went ahead and gave her a try. Um, they decided to bring us in a little earlier than normal because typically, you know, when you get pregnant, um they don't see you until like eight weeks where they decided to bring us in around like five or six just to go ahead and get blood work and things like that out of the way and kind of rule certain things out when it came down to the previous laws just being proactive which I really appreciated so um everything was fine going on normal um you know, with the pregnancy, normal stuff, just the same like the first one. And then at around 15 and a half weeks, once again, started feeling like those cramps in the stomach area. This time I I spoke up about it. I got, I was at Walmart and I came home and I told my husband about it. And I was like, hey, look, we need to go to the emergency room now. We need to get this checked out. We need to figure out why I'm having these cramps. Like I was the last time, I don't want to repeat, right? Went to the emergency room, checked me out, everything was fine, baby was fine, heartbeat was fine. Came back home, cramps started getting worse again. Went back to the emergency room a second time. While I am laying there on the table waiting for the emergency room doctor, I sneezed and my water broke right there on the bed all right so i already knew the news that was coming and it was the same emergency room doctor 
once again and he uttered the same words y'all the same words the baby was descending down the birth canal and there was nothing that they could do all right once again turned and looked at my husband same look i just couldn't believe that we were going through all of this going through all of this all over again all right um by this time i mean i'm pretty sure you can imagine you're going through something like this for the second time you start to question everything you start to question god you start to question why is this happening to you are you being punished what did you do to deserve this you know do you not want us to be parents what did we do that was so awful that we deserve to go through this kind of pain for a second time it was just bad it really was bad had to go through the same process again with delivering our second son and this time I actually decided to spend time with him and hold him they wrapped him up very nicely and um, they have like volunteer ladies who come to hospitals and they quilt things for babies of this size and women who go through things like this and they wrap them up in this beautiful quilt uh, I still have a picture of it um, and I just sat there and I held him I'd say for a good two hours um, you know, the last time my husband didn't even look at our first son, um, but this one, he actually sat there and he looked at him and we talked to him and it was just the closure, I think, that we both needed. Um, and we gave him back to God. Uh, we decided to have him cremated. Our daughter came up with this great idea um, for her and I to get charm uh, necklaces and to have the remains of our second son put and locked into this charm. Um, if you follow me on Instagram at that girl named Boom, I do have a picture of that charm um, that I was wearing one day and it has the remains of our second son. So that's our way of keeping him near and dear to our heart. Um, you know, I used to hold a lot of pain, a lot of painful feelings. Uh, it used to be very hard for me to talk about these kinds of situations um but i don't get as sad anymore uh you guys and here's why um you guys know i'm going through a, a spiritual journey as i mentioned when i previously started or originally started this podcast um during meditation one day um, and I start playing this day, guys. I'll tell you no lie. I usually meditate. I try to meditate uh, for 20 minutes a day, at least once or twice a day. And during meditation, um, I saw both of our sons. I saw them. 
and uh, I saw them with my grandmother, my father's mother, um, who was up in heaven with God, God rest her soul. And I saw them and she was holding their hand. And um, I'm sorry guys, hold on, I just need a minute. They are with her and I don't have to worry about them. They're gonna be okay. They're always going to be okay. I gave them back to the original master. And the original master being God, of course. Um, so I don't, you know, I used to wonder what they would have looked like, what they would act like, um, you know, what kind of qualities and things like that they would have. But, you know, I know some women and some dads even you know I've, I've heard some people say there's not a day go that goes by that I never think of them um I can't say that I think of them every single day um it doesn't mean that they're not always in my heart I just know that if they're not with me and like I said I saw them with my grandmother they're with my grandmother, who was the next best thing. <laughs> so, I don't have to worry about them. And I know when I leave this earth, I'll be with all of them. So, I don't have to worry about it. So, after the second miscarriage, it took me... I, I went through a very... The, the grief process was very long, um, much worse than the first one. I just really couldn't seem to get it together. Um, I just started gaining weight. It just, it was just kind of all over the place. It just, you know, we even took like a five, six day trip to Cancun for our anniversary and you know, I'll never forget that trip because, like, I really wasn't still myself. I just, I don't know, I just wasn't myself. So, um, in the midst of all that and still trying to heal, uh, about six months later, we got pregnant a third time. And we found out we were pregnant on our daughter's birthday. July 16th. Yeah. So, of course, very excited because, one, this is the first time it had ever happened so quickly. You know, we were expecting it to probably be like another year or two, just like it was with the second one. You know, it was a big gap in between. But, um, yeah, every... We went back in early again, and I will say this: um, I didn't blame. I didn't place any blame on my OBGYN. As a matter of fact, um, we went back to her, and they brought us in very early on, just like they did the second time. And what was different with this pregnancy is, um, I had care from my regular OBGYN and a perinatologist. 
So basically what a perinatologist is, is they are a, a specialist, a specialist OBGYN. Um, they deal with uh, women such as myself who have had a preterm later labor or a history of preterm labor before uh, 25 weeks. So um, basically what I did was I saw my OBGYN every two weeks and I saw the perinatologist every two weeks. So you can imagine it was a lot of doctor's appointments. Um, what they decided to do a little differently with this pregnancy was I had a procedure called a cerclage around uh, 12 or 13 weeks, I believe. So for those of you that don't know what that is, um, basically what they kind of diagnosed me with was uh, short cervix, which means that my cervix begins to thin out um, as I start approaching the second trimester. Um, the sac in the stomach starts to get larger and larger and um, my cervix unfortunately cannot support the weight. So I had to get a cerclage. So just to kind of give you a visual, because I know it's hard talking through these things. Um, if you can just imagine a balloon and you continue to blow up a balloon and as the balloon gets larger and larger, um, it puts more pressure on the cervix. So in order for my cervix to uh, withstand the pregnancy or, you know, hold up everything that it means to hold up for me to have a successful full-term labor, the cerclage looks like a little rubber band. So basically what they did was um, I had an epidural at around 12 weeks, went into surgery, I was awake for the whole thing, had my legs all up in the air in these stirrups and they pulled my cervix out and they stitched it up with the cerclage. So basically my cervix was stitched up from 12 weeks to 36 weeks. Um, and I was pretty large, you guys. Um, I was nervous the entire pregnancy. <laughs> How could you not be? Uh, I prayed a lot. I listened to worship music a lot. Um, I prayed for our baby, I think, two, sometimes three times a day. Um, the littlest thing that I felt, phone call to the doctor. I don't care if it was a little twitch, if I didn't know what it was or what it meant, and if I felt that it was gonna jeopardize the pregnancy or our baby, picked up the phone, called the doctor, or drove to the emergency room. And I do wanna add that um, it was recommended by my doctor that I not visit our emergency room where we live for any reason at all. Um, my doctor does not practice in our hospital. She practices at a hospital in Savannah, Georgia. So if you can imagine any time I felt the need to go to the hospital for any little thing, 
we had to drive all the way to Savannah, Georgia, which was like an hour away. Um, so that meant sometimes waking my husband up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and hey, it, it is what it is. I wouldn't change a thing about the pregnancy. Um, I had a very successful pregnancy, a great pregnancy. Um, no gestational diabetes, uh, no swelling. It was just a great pregnancy overall. I mean, I, I was very cautious about things. I even kind of put myself on a very limited bed rest at around 25 weeks just because I, I, I was just nervous. You know, I, I would go to work. And when I came home from work, the first thing I did was shower. I got into bed and I put my feet up and that is where I stayed. Yep, that's what I did for months. That is where I stayed. Um, Thanksgiving Day, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go to any of my family members' house, my mom's house. I just woke up, showered propped my feet up and got back in the bed. I said, whatever I needed to do to bring this baby here, that's what I was going to do. And I meant it. And um, at 36 weeks, we had the cerclage removed, which was very quick. It looked just like a little rubber band. And uh, Mr. CJ was very stubborn, and he still is. I did not have him until 41 weeks via C-section, March 29th, 2016. I will never forget it. When they pulled him out, it was the best feeling. I've never felt so much love like that in my life. I just can't explain it. He is our rainbow baby. I thank God for him every day um i tell him all the time that he is our rainbow baby and i thank god for him and i tell god thank you for him daily <laughs> daily i tell god thank you for him i just um he's really a blessing it's really a joy to watch him grow um it's just wonderful you guys the the gift of life is wonderful it really is um, to go through what we went through and then to experience that um, I see why we went through what we went through I see why we went through what we went through and I know this sounds really cliche that statement uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is absolutely true in our case I can tell you that I had never experienced any kind of pain, like the pain that we experienced with those losses, other than when my grandmother died. And I told myself, and I also told God, that I never wanted to feel that kind of pain ever again. And unfortunately, I did, and it was worse. So it just, um, it was one of those things. It was a part of our journey um, that we had to 
go through. Just we had to go through it. So about, um, I'd say a year and a half after I had CJ, because as you all know, you know, we have an 18-year-old daughter now. We also have a granddaughter. And when our daughter uh, was 16 years old, yeah, we found out she was pregnant. Um, so towards the end of her pregnancy, and I will give you the exact date. And normally I do not remember dates, but I remember this date because it was the day of her baby shower, September 30th, when I found out that I was pregnant again. Okay. Now, this was a total shocker. It really was. But I mean, I guess it really shouldn't have been because I mean, it's not like I was on birth control, but um, I just couldn't believe it. Like, you know, I told y'all that my husband had lost his job the day before our daughter's uh, baby shower, which was September 29th. So you can imagine him losing his job. She's pregnant, dealing with all of this shit. And then I'm pregnant too. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Not going to say that I was thrilled. Okay. Not going to say that I was thrilled. I mean, pretty sure you can imagine some of the things going through my mind, right? So, um, I just was like, well, hey, going to make the best of it. It is what it is. Take it with stride. Babies are a blessing. All right. So I didn't, um, I didn't really rush to call our doctor or anything like that. Cause I knew they probably wouldn't have wanted to see us until I was about, excuse me, five or six weeks. Um, but one day. I started bleeding and I think I was like about five weeks pregnant and I was like hmm this is strange this has never happened this early on I had never experienced bleeding that early in a pregnancy it was just very different and I knew something was wrong because it was like bright red so I just called my doctor, went in, and uh, they did a vaginal ultrasound because that's pretty much the only thing. They can't do it over the stomach that early because they can't detect it. But there was no heartbeat. Um, so I think I was in a little bit of denial, just a little bit and shocked just because I had never experienced such an early loss. So she gave me the option to wait about a week or so just to see what was what. And I did and came back in and they checked me again and did another vaginal ultrasound and still no heartbeat. And there was no growth at all. Like the, the fetus was, the baby was not growing. So at this point... Uh, they came to the conclusion that you know, I did or I did or was having a miscarriage, um, but for some reason the baby was not being expelled. So she gave me the option to wait 
another week or so, which I did to see if the baby would expel on its own, and it never did. So I was administered a Cytotec, the devil, and she gave me the option to either, you know, pass it in the hospital or come home. And, you know, I had done a little research on it on my own, read a a few articles and found out, just found out that, you know, it can get a little messy and you know, some tips and tricks on what I needed to do. So I opted to do it at home, which was a big mistake. And I wish that I had never done that. So if you're ever in that um, predicament, please opt to do it at a hospital, okay? Um, I am going to spare you guys the details. It was a very disgusting it was very traumatic all right very traumatic let's just say that um and it left me scarred for a very long time now mind you okay like i'm dealing with this and like any minute now our daughter is about to have a baby too so I'm trying to keep it together, hold it all together, Uh, still trying to be a wife, a mom, working full time, and just trying to be a strong support system for our daughter. So I just kind of felt like, you know, this is not the time for me to crumble, which I didn't. I once again suppressed, which I should not have done. Um... So it, it, it wasn't good at all. Um, me suppressing everything and everything that was going on and with the birth of our granddaughter, uh, which was beautiful, love her to death, uh, led to me kind of having, um, or not having, but exhaustion, major exhaustion. Uh, my body was just tired and worn out. Um, and I had to take the entire month of December off of work. I just, I was that worn out. I couldn't function. I couldn't think. It was no way that I could be at work. It was too much that had gone on from September, uh, to November. And I needed some time to figure it all out to get myself together, to revamp myself. I needed some time, so I took the whole month of December off, and, you know, I was going to go back to work refreshed, revived, and a new boom. So that's what I did. So I didn't want this episode to be, like, super long, you guys, because I wanted to cut it into, like, two parts. So, like, the first part, it was just going to be explaining the miscarriages and then, of course, the birth of our rainbow baby. Um, and then the second episode is just going to kind of be about, you know, emotions and dealing with things and grief and how I, and or not just me, but our entire family, including my husband and our daughter, dealt with things with these losses. So... Um, 
not a super long episode, but I wanted to try to fit as much as I could in about 45 minutes. So I think I did that. Um, you know, if you guys know anyone who is affected by loss, pregnancy loss at all, um, please share this episode with them. They need to hear it. Um, you're not the only one. You're not weird. You're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your body. You're going through what you're going through for a reason. And please don't give up on your journey to motherhood or fatherhood. Eventually, it will happen. Don't give up. So if you guys know anybody who can benefit from this episode, please, please, please just share it with them. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I know it might be a little emotional. <laughs> Part two won't be as emotional, but thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys later on this week with part two. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the kickoff for Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. I have so much more in store for you guys. I hope you enjoy part one. Like I said, stay tuned. Later on this week, I will be releasing part two. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, life is happening for you, not to you.